Welcome back to the Better Than Best Academy, where we have inspiring conversations with extraordinary people. We want to give you the tools and the lessons that you need to fulfill your purpose while making a positive impact on the world. Now let's dive into today's episode. So I want to start off by asking you, who is Harlan? Great question. Dude, I, I'm, uh, I mean, there's a couple different answers to that question, I guess. I think the, the, the easy answer is just, man, I'm, I'm a guy who just loves music. A couple of years, I've come from a musical family. So, you know, my, my mom was a singer. My dad plays like multiple instruments and sings as well. So I kind of grew up around music, just seeing it everywhere. And I really fell in love with hip hop because of my older brother. I have a, I have a big family. I have six brothers. So it's, but I'm, I'm lucky to, to be close with all of them. And my older brother in particular, I'm the second oldest, introduced me to like mainstream hip hop and through mainly Logic, which I'm wearing the Bobby Boy record cap yeah. right now, which got me into rapping and, and stuff. I, um, you know, I just, I just love music, man. That's, that's really what it comes down to. It's, it's something that's, I, I can't imagine my life without it. It's something that's carried me through my happiest moments and my darkest moments. So I feel like, you know, and my identity really stretches in just, you know, my faith, which I try, you know, not to shove too much in people's face, but I have a really strong relationship with God. And that's something that's really kept me, you know, sane, honestly, through life, just the craziness that I've experienced. So I think I think I find a lot of myself in my faith and just my family. I love it, man. And I love that faith is, is a foundational piece of all that we do. And I, I agree. That was me and my 10-year rap career was definitely faith played a big part of it. Obviously, like you said, not shoving it down people's throat, but it's going to come out. You know, it, it's, we, we express what we live and what we experience. So it's obviously yeah. going to come out in what we do. Man, what's been the most rewarding part of your music career so far? The personal growth, dude. I like, I don't think I've, <laughs> nothing has like taught me like, patience and presence and courage like the pursuit of this this vision of mine i mean you know when i started i was 18 and i'm 22 now so i was i was 10 years old man before i even allowed myself to start rapping because i was so scared like i just felt like you know what do i have to rap about i'm this white kid from arlington texas like i just felt like i didn't have like a story to tell or like anything like that which is crazy because like you know, we'll get into it more, but like, I've just, I've had a crazy upbringing and a crazy life. It's been wild, but I just felt like I was just like, you know, I just didn't think I was cool enough to do it. And I think that's something that stops a lot of people is that we're like, you know, we're, we, you hit the first roadblock of like, oh, I can't do it. It's like, okay, then you just give up. And so I waited a long time. I was always writing songs. Like I, I was a songwriter, but I was writing, like I started in worship music, you know, I was raised Christian. So like, you know, all, all of that was what I began in, but I just had a love for hip hop so much. And I was like, man, I just would love to rap. It would be so dope if I could do that. And eventually I just, I don't know what really clicked in me. There was just one particular day where I was like, I'm going to stop listening to that voice and I'm going to start listening to, you know, things like, like it's really logic. Like I owe it to logic because I'm a big logic fan and I love that he preaches positivity, peace, love and positivity. And I think just that overarching message of success or, and, you know, pursuit of your dreams, regardless of the reward, right? Like doing it because you love it, not because anyone's going to like it or, or any, anything else. And so that I was like, you know, what if I just listen to that for once? Like, I'm just going to just do it. And I just started writing raps at the time I was working ballets. 
I would show my raps that I wrote to my friends in the valet. I love they, it. They would support me, man. They would. They were real. You know, that was back when I like. You know, I I I think I had potential, but I think they were just being more nice than anything right. else. Like you know what I mean? Because I had nothing recorded. I had nothing to show for it, man. And so I struggled to believe in myself. And yeah, so but over time, you know, I, I just just really began to push and 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 try to teach myself. My uh, my mom was actually kind of the first like doubter in me. Oh man! And I don't want to say that in like a mean way. Yeah. Like my mom is literally like my number one supporter. Like she's literally the greatest in the world. And she, out of anyone, understands the dream because she was pursuing the same dream not not long ago. You know, with music. And I think, you know, just because of at the time I I had come to her and told her, you know, hey mom, like I'm thinking of recording a solo album. Like I'm thinking of trying to do hip hop and trying to do yeah. music. And, you know, she was just on kind of honest with me was like, you know, Harlan, like you'll have a better chance being in like a band or being in a group. Like you're not really like the front man. You're not the main act. Dang. And I remember like that, like that was the first thing that like got me fired up. I, I feel like I needed that because that fired me up. I was like, all right, mom, like watch me go do it. And it, it gave me the motivation to like go, go after it. And so I just, just started teaching myself. That's tough. Man, growing up in a musical family, I, I imagine that can be helpful, but also there's like the dark side to it, it, it seems like. What what would you say is the biggest the biggest takeaway you've gotten so far, being someone who grew up with musical family, now wanting to pursue the music for yourself? Man, dude, it teaches you. Here's the thing. Like, my mom was literally like, famous for a period of time like she was uh, in 2008 there's a show called nashville star yeah um, i always describe as kind of like the country music version of american idols the singing competition yeah, right yeah. and my mom won the show in 2008 oh wow and so she was like all of these things were happening you know where it was like her career her big career was about to begin and but at the time she already had five boys, you know, including wow. me you know, and, and my dad at home, you know, so it was like a big commitment and combined with all of like the economic stuff going yeah. on at the time, it was just, it was just the worst timing to be having those blessings come your way because, you know, like record labels didn't want to like yeah. make deals with her because they're like worried that she's not famous enough to really invest their money at the time. And it's, it's, there was just so many things going on. It was insane, but like, you know, she, I, I saw a portion of that world and what that looks like as a child be like, I had cameras in my face and I had, like, I remember like being just like, Whoa, what is this? Before I even knew what a camera was, it was right. like being held in my face and I'm like, what's going on. And, um, you know, I think, I think seeing that portion of it and then what happened was like, you know, the deals fell through. And so it didn't like work out basically. And my mom elected to, instead of you know, pursuing it anymore. She kind of decided to focus more on being a mom and, and, and do working on her own businesses. So I, I had this really wild start to my life where it was like, it started off like where it was going to be so big. And then we kind of went back down to where we just, then we just lived this normal life, you know, after being like famous for a minute. And I remember my mom getting recognized like everywhere for a while. And like, you know, it was, it was weird. And so I think that gave me this to me, this beautiful sense of like humility where I, I started it kind of at the top, but I was a kid, you know, but like I started at the top and then was kind of brought back down to earth 
so that I could see the what both worlds look like. And I understood from an early age that like how messed up the industry is, like how messed, how like I knew right away that like, oh, these people are exploiting us for money and just yeah. want to use our story for for their gain, yeah. you know. Um, and so I was like, you know, I think that gave me a, a good sense of presence, but also part of me feels like, you know, there's a sort of a almost like destiny aspect, man, to what I do, like where because again, like I feel like out of all my brothers, I really was like the least likely to like become a solo artist, like on this level, do it like this. And I think just seeing what my mom went through with like, you know, having to decide between her dream and like her family and stuff like that gave me more of a sense of, oh, I'm, I'm still young. Like I've still got the time to like, I don't quite have those responsibilities yet. So it allows me more freedom to really go after it. But even at the same time, I also have this presence of wisdom knowing that, you know, the, the money, it's not about the money or the, like, it's really like, it's not, it's not everything. You know, I've, I've, I've even had, I've had money come and go. Like I had an investment that I made that was like going insanely big. This is recently, right. That was going insanely big and then got, got taken away from me completely. So that was another like, oh man, I'm on the way up and then just drop right back down to earth kind of thing. And I just feel like it's really like a God thing. Like it's a humility thing. Like I've learned that, you know, presence is the, the only way to really keep up with, you know, how quickly time is passing. And I'm truly just at this point in my life, I'm just trying to soak in everything and understand that, you know, I do have a greater purpose in the destiny, but I really, I really want that to grow through, through where God wants to take me. And I'm not always perfect in how I glorify him and how I do things, but I know that like that I, I do have, I've felt him speaking to me, like from the very beginning of this journey and particularly through just seeing what my family has gone through and, you know, how they support me now and, and how just incredible it's been. I think if I didn't have the foundation that I had, you know, I think I wouldn't be able to have the head on my shoulders that I do that prepares me for the day that I might really become famous or, or have those opportunities. I'll be able to have a lot, I think, thicker skin to be able to face it, you know, and know how to navigate that world. For sure, for sure. When you hear the word success, like, what do you think of? How do you define success? That's, 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 that's a good question because for me, it's, it's, it's ever changing, but to be honest, like to me, success is just like present, you know, I mean, w at the end of the day, like, you know, if, if you're searching for like more out of a sense of like not having enough, then you're not even going to feel fulfilled anyways. You're just going to constantly not feel like you're enough. And in the same sense, if you have no goals at all and you're, you know, like too soaked in, I guess, then, then you're just going to get depressed because there's nothing that you're aiming for. You know, it, it feels like, oh, why am I here? You know, for me, success is what I'm living right now. I, three years ago when I started, dude, making one album was like impossible in my book. Yeah. So I was like, you know, now I have eight albums. <laughs> Come on. Three, in three year period, man, I, I just worked really hard and like it helped that like COVID happened. That allowed me a lot of time. You know, that was the blessing in disguise for me was that I, you know, COVID allowed me time to teach myself. You know, I used to make that excuse all the time. I don't have time to learn how to produce music. And finally, I was like, why am I making excuses? You know, and now I've got all the time in the world, you know, and then I realized post COVID that, you know, I always had time. I just didn't want it bad enough. 
you know, I didn't want to prioritize it enough. And it's wild, man, because I'm actually working on an album about this where I really talk about how this pursuit of music has affected my life, my personal life, and how, you know, I'm already living like it's I've already done everything I never thought I would do, which makes everything else in the future seem so easily attainable. Like it's wild, like you, because I've done like I because I didn't listen to the me that was doubting at the beginning. I just decided, you know what, I'm going to fully believe. And I think that's really success. Like success is is listening to the voice of positivity that's in your mind. That small part of you, it's in it's in all of us, man. There's a small part of you that knows that, you know, maybe I could do this. Maybe I could write a book or maybe I could write a movie. Maybe I could write a script or, or you know, write a song or or draw or whatever it is. It doesn't even have to be creative. Maybe I could start a business of some kind that's like could grow to this level. But like we... We stop ourselves, man, so much because of like, we create problems that haven't even happened yet. Like I say that one a lot. I'm like, I'm not going to create a problem that hasn't occurred yet. Like, why am I worrying about a problem that doesn't even exist? You know, it's, it's, it's in our minds. In fact, I, I'm reading, a, I'm trying to read a lot more books lately and I've been reading. There's a, there's a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F, right? And it's yeah. a great book. And I think he mentioned in that book, like citing another book where he was saying how like, when there are no problems, the brain finds a way to create them. Exactly. It's a habit of the brain to have problems to solve because I think truthfully more because it keeps our brains active. Like we need, we need exactly. problems, right? Like if there's no problems to solve, there's, you know, you're just sitting there. It's, it's, it's a, it's all, it's insane how unsettling it is to be in a good place yeah. sometimes because you're like, when, when, what's the catch, you know, what's going to yeah. happen. But that's why it's important to like maintain, maintain and have goals so that you still feel like you're making progress, right? And you're still moving in a direction so that you don't get too caught up in, in the now as far as like, oh, I'm, you know, like I'm just paranoid now, like, oh, waiting yeah. for the bad to happen. Like, no, you're allowed to have good seasons of your life. There's also going to be bad seasons, but like allow yourself the idea that you might have a great next five years might be the incredible and you might have nothing major bad like major bad things that will happen to you you know and it's it's just finding that positive like balance for me i think is the biggest definition of success just acceptance of those problems that you're going to face in life and doing things because you want to do them and not letting not letting fear stop you because you know people talk about like courage right like oh courage like oh you're so brave no like courage is doing it even when you're scared out of your mind i can't tell you how many things that i've done that i have been terrified to do like i just played my first big venue ever in january which is like huge milestone moment for me it was like a movie man and i was i was so nervous before i got on cuz i was oh my god but but i also came prepared like you know i come i come really prepared man i'm very serious about this stuff like I'm rehearsing for like weeks up until the show, like knowing what my set list was going to be. But I even had a couple bad rehearsals, like where like for some, for some reason, I just forgot every lyric during the rehearsal. And then I got really paranoid. So I was like, oh my gosh, am I just going to just, you know, screw this whole thing up? And, but I, but it didn't stop, it didn't stop me. Right. I kept rehearsing. I kept going. I showed up to the show, even though I was terrified, I, I was backstage all the way to the moment that I was about to run on stage, man. I was, I was terrified, you know? But I was also exhilarated and excited and, and I couldn't wait. And I've been waiting my whole life to do something like that, to, to you know, put my, myself out there like that. So I was like, 
I'm not going to waste this moment. Even if it goes badly, I have the awareness that, you know what, this is going to be a great story one day. <laughs> if it all falls apart, you know, it's going to be an incredible part of my character building because I've seen failures, man. And it just builds character. Man, I love it. With that idea of seeing failures, tell us about one of the biggest failures you faced and how you overcame it, how you learned a lesson from it even. I'm, I'm so glad you asked this question because this, there's one particular, and I don't know that I like consider it like a failure, but it, I mean, it's, it was a very low moment for me. I, cause again, it's like the highs and lows, man. God is just keeping me humbled and then showing me what I can have and then bringing me back to earth. And then, you know, it's like this middle ground. So I don't know if you're familiar with Kirk Franklin. Yeah. You know, so Kirk Franklin has a studio in Arlington, which is where I live. Yeah. And I found this out through my ex-girlfriend's dad is a multimillionaire successful dude. So at the time, you know, this was like last year in like near October or so, or he had actually a couple, when I first started making music, he encouraged me, Hey man, you should go, you know, knock on Kirk's door and just try to get your foot in the door, you know, encouraging me to essentially like offer any kind of service that I can offer to, to you know, get in there. Right. Like yeah. Kirk Frank, big name, work with a lot of important people probably yeah. would enjoy the fact that I do hip hop. Right. And so I, I put it off for like a good two years, man. Like I was like, there's no way that's going to work. I'm a random stranger. There's no way like it's going to happen. But by the time I had put out, I was working on my fifth album and I had just put out my fifth album. And by that point, I had confidence in myself. I was like, you know, I know what I know what I represent. I know my brand. I know my style and I know where I'm going with this vision. And so I did it. I knocked on the door. Security guy answered the door. Like I, I got the studio address from from her dad. And I knocked on the door. The dude gave me a phone number to call, which I was like, that's already further than I thought I'd get. I called the number. A lady enters the phone. I'm like, hey, I know you don't know who I am, but I'm just, I'm looking for studio experience and I would love to intern if I can with you guys. And she's like, don't know who you are, but sure, send me an email. I'm like, okay, that didn't seem like it went well. Like I didn't think yeah. it all went well. So I wrote out this like really long email, like overly explaining myself. And then I sent that and I instantly regretted it. But luckily, by the grace of God, it didn't send. Like there was like a problem with the connection. So I rewrote the email, way more simplified it. Just, hey, here's who I am. Here's links to my stuff if you want to know more. And sent that and somehow got an answer. She was like, yeah, okay, come to the studio. I'll remember this forever, man. She's like, come to the studio on October 13th and we'll get you like to help us set some stuff up or whatever. So I went in and I was helping Kirk Franklin's uh, engineer set up stuff in the studio. So I'm like in his studio now. And I'm like, what am I doing here, bro? I'm, I'm like a random kid. Like these people don't even know who I am. And I had told my, or I had told Mike, the, the, his engineer, I was like, Hey, you know, is there any way like I could come back and like, do you guys need any more help or anything I can do? And he's like, yeah, you can come through tomorrow. Like Kirk's going to be here tomorrow. And I was like, okay, great. So I'm back the next day and I walk in security opens the door for me. And the first person I actually get introduced to when I walk into the studio lobby is uh, the lady that I spoke to on the phone initially, who turns out to be Kirk Franklin's manager. So like meeting his manager now, and then everybody that's in the lobby, there's a few other people on his team and they're like, oh yeah, Kirk's, Kirk's just right in there. You can go ahead and go on in. And I'm like, what? Like, what is, what's going on right now? Like, this is weird. I go up and, it, and now I'm in Kirk Franklin's studio and there's nothing between me and Kirk Franklin, but a studio door. So I'm like, I can see him in the window and I'm so scared, man. I don't want to like be rude and like open the door. So like I'm like standing and somebody else opens the door. So I kind of squeeze my way in 
And he, I, I, I just, I say, Hey to Mike, cause Mike's in the room. He's the engineer. Right. And that's the one dude that I know there. So I'm trying to be like, Hey, I know somebody here. And Kirk turns around and he sees me and he's like, Oh, you must be our new intern. And I'm like, I guess like, you know, and he shakes my hand. I'm, he's like, what's your name? I'm like, I'm Harlan. And he's like, Harlan, I'm Kirk. You can call me Kirk. And I'm like, I know who you are. <laughs> You're like, I'm, you know, this dude's like legend. Yeah. Living legend. Yeah. And I introduce myself. I'm just being as polite as I can, man. I'm introducing myself to everybody in the room, you know, in the most like trying to be humble way. You know what I mean? And, you know, and I'm really pushing myself there because like, you know, I'm there to genuinely serve. Like I really am trying to genuinely serve. And like, obviously I'm hoping that this will turn into something, right? Like maybe Kirk will sign a deal with me or like hear my music or whatever. But I'm also not trying to be like an ulterior motive. Like, oh, I'm just here to you know, I'm really thinking, what can I learn from this experience? Yeah. Like, how can I, you know, what, why am I here? Right? Like, there's a reason I'm here. It feels like this destiny thing. So I end up hanging out there, man, because I'm like, I'm going to stay here as long as I can stay here. I end up staying there till like five in the morning. I got there at like 730 p.m. So like, it's a whole overnight studio session and they're working on a song like they're And it's amazing. Like I'm watching my dream happen in front of my eyes. And at some point in the night, his manager leaves and I, I, uh, you know, she tells me, you know, thanks. You've been really great and everything. She's like, I can't guarantee that you'll be able to come back though. Just cause she's like, we haven't had an intern in like 15 years. And I'm like, oh, you know, I said, well, I'm, thank you for even having me here at all. I'm just honored that I got to stand in here once. It's just more motivation for me, you know, and I appreciate it. And I go back in and I'm hanging out with, at this point, it's me, Kirk, Mike, and a couple other guys in the room. And it gets late in the night and I'm realizing now it's kind of setting in for me that like, oh man, if this is my like last being here, then I'm going to regret like not asking Kirk to like hear my music. Like maybe there's a chance something will happen if he hears my stuff. And finally, I get the courage to ask. And he has the best reaction ever. He's like, yeah, man, like I'd love to hear it. He's very enthusiastic with me and a nicest dude on earth, by the way. Like if there's anyone I've met, like a star, like, you know, like sometimes when you meet your your hero, you're kind of worried that they're not actually going to be who you think they are. No, dude, like Kirk Franklin is the definition of like, the, the, he is a man of God. Like you can see God within his soul when he talks to you. He's so down to earth. You know what I mean? Yet, yet very powerful presence at the same time. Like he's intimidating, but like in a way that's like, doesn't make you feel disrespected or anything. He's just really accomplished and, and incredible. And so he's so nice to me, man. And he's like, yeah, I'd love to hear, but can we do it like at an, on another day? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Like your manager just said, I might not be able to come back. You know? And I remember, dude, he like, it was like a movie. He like looks at me, he like puts up his fist, like to give me a fist bump. And he goes, oh, you'll be back. And I'm like, what? Like, what is going on? Like just my brain's exploding, man. I'm like, yeah. especially at this time in my life, like I'm, I'm wanting it more than ever at this period, you know? And so essentially what happens, I leave at that point, I go back to like my normal life, right? Like I'm working at a hotel at this point, right? Just doing my day job and working on music and stuff. And Kirk, or I, I hit up his manager and I say, hey, when can I come back? You know, Kirk mentioned I could come back like in a couple of weeks. I just wanted to follow up with you. And that's when she calls me. And basically it ends up being, you know, long story short, she lectured me on the fact that I had asked him to listen to my music. She wasn't happy about it. She was like, hey, there's like legalities and all this stuff. And you know, there's, these are tight relationships and like, you know, like you should have, you should have come through me first before asking him something like that. And I'm like, well, I mean, Kirk, I'm like, I'm asking the dude himself, like, you know, like I, I mean, he's, and he, again, he had a good reaction to it. He didn't have a problem with it. You know what I mean? But I understand like, you know what I mean? Like these are their yeah. job, right? Like his, her job is to protect him and his circle. 
You know what I mean? So it makes sense. And so I was just respectful to her. I apologized. And she was kind of like, basically like, I don't know that you'll be able to come back. Like, I'm sorry. You know? And I was like devastated, man, because that was like, I thought I was, that was going to be it. Like, this is my big break moment. If I screw this up, then I'm never going to have it, you know, kind of thing at the time. And I remember, dude, that was the most humbling moment, man. I, I, I remember sitting, like she called me when I was at work. And so I like took the call and I ran into the luggage closet. And I, after I hung up the phone, man, I'm just broke down crying in the luggage closet just by myself, just like, and I remember that was the first time in my life that I like really like, I'd like begged God, man. I was praying and I was like, God, I said like, just, just please, like, please, like, I want this more than anything. Like, just, just let me, I just want this to be my career, man. I'm tired of doing the nine to fives and I'm tired, like being not like a pr- like people not respecting me just because I'm not I don't have the credibility of fans like my art is real and I like I really want it to be seen and I was just remember begging him man like just god I said I'll do whatever it takes just tell me what I have to do and I will do it you know and that I think that was a real awakening moment for me that was like a all right man like it's time to go harder because I think that was the first time I also realized that you know nobody can do this for me You know, this is something that I have to go and get like it. People are going to open doors for me. But at the end of the day, it's my job to do the groundwork, you know, and this is something that I say too a lot that has to do with my faith that I also understood from this experience, which is it's also not my job to do the miracles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's for him. You know, like he handles this is what I say. This is the deal I have with God is I allow him to handle the miracles and I handle the groundwork. When yeah. he gives me an opportunity, I don't waste it anymore. You know what I mean? I don't uh-huh. chant. I say, you know what? This is the opportunity. You know, they say luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. There, that is a really important quote that I don't think people get enough. It's, right. I, I'm not kidding you, man. That's the biggest accomplishments I've had since then have been because I came prepared whenever those smaller opportunities came. For example, the reason I played this big venue is because I played at a record store owned by a guy who performs at that venue. And when I played at that record store, he, he offered me a chance to play two songs. I came prepared with six songs and he had other artists that were ready to go and they didn't show up, but I showed up and I showed up with six songs ready to go. go. So he was like, dude, it's your show. And so I performed six songs by myself and made it my show. And because of that, he was so impressed that he was like, hey man, you need to come play at a venue. Why are you just playing at a record store? Like you need to come play with me, come open for me at my next show. And that's, that is what it is. That is the hustle. And now I can have the pride of saying, you know what? I earned that myself, not because somebody handed it to me, but because I worked hard for it. So, but that was a big failure, you know, for me with the Kirk Franklin thing. I thought it was going to be, you know, I thought that was the big break. And, you know, sometimes you're given doors and they're opened and sometimes they're opened and they're closed for a reason so that you can see just enough of what you can have and then be reminded that, hey, again, you got to go and get that yourself yeah. if you really want it. And I think, too, it's like God's not going to put us in a space when we're not prepared for it, when we don't have the character for it. And I think you even saw when I said that back back on a TikTok at one point. And that's so crucial because, I mean, you might have not been ready. Yeah. Like if you were I, given yeah. everything, it would have been like flash in the pan, one hit wonder, that kind of thing. And you learn from this. Preparation mm-hmm. time is never wasted time. Yep. And you've learned so many valuable skills just from that rejection. And a lot of times people think failure is, 
And and that's what I think I get frustrated most with people that that think they want to go after this creative thing, but they're afraid to fail. And failure is a part of the game. And when we like wrap that idea that like we will be rejected, we will be, we will fail, we will fall on our face. But it's like you said, when you do have those moments, what is the lesson to be learned? Like, because you get those little sparks, you get those, those opportunities to really see what it can be. And then you think, okay, now I see where I'm at A, I want to get to B. What's it going to take for me to get to B? And, and we want to go A to Z sometimes. Like we see Z. It's more like A to Z and we got to get to B first. Yeah. Here, that's what's got to get to Yeah. And man, look at the mountain of things. Yeah, exactly, man. And I love how you, how you came prepared to that little show. It's that, you know, even in the Bible, it's when you're faithful with the little, you'll be entrusted with more. And there's no way you dude. It's great. The fact you just said that, man, I was driving home last night and my Bible app popped up that verse. That's crazy, dude. That's like a wow. That's like a God for me right there. That's a sign for me. It's just another reminder to you. Even I want to encourage you with that. Keep being faithful in the small because it's over time when your character's ready. And when, when God, when the, the timing's right, yeah, it'll be right. But again, it goes back to in the waiting season. Cause a lot yeah. of people probably listening at home, you might feel like you're in the in-between, like, like you're, you're sick of your nine to five. You've got these big dreams and these big visions and you're somewhere in the middle. You've seen maybe a moderate amount of success. Maybe you've seen plenty of failures, but what are you going to do when you're waiting? What are you going to do in that preparation time? That's what I, I encourage you and everyone at home. Just that reminder of waiting time isn't wasted time when it's used correctly. Cause I can think there was plenty of times to go back to a, a relationship turn is I went right before I met my wife, I had like a, I want to say it was four, four years of singleness. And like, I had, a, I dealt with a few like pretty bad breakups. I was like in, in the, in the depths of despair when it came to that. But I, I got encouraged by one of my mentors and they were like, you just got to work on yourself in this season. And when you get completely whole and your character's built to what it's going to be, when you look over and see the person running, because for me, it's my faith, like running after God. When you look over and you see someone running at the same pace as you, you'll know that, that that's it. And that's the time. And it, But it's you running after that thing. And it's you committing to the personal growth in that season that's going to get you the person that you're looking for. Because could you imagine, like, say, say you got that opportunity with Kirk Franklin and you weren't ready. And he, yeah. he listens to the song. And that's not your best work. And yeah. it was like, man, I appreciate your heart, Lynn. You know how he talked. You met him. He's like, I appreciate your heart, man, but that ain't it. Yeah. Like, think how much more crushing that would have been. Yeah. To know that and, that ain't it. We ended up getting some closure from that because for sure, almost a year to the day later, I was working or I was walking through the hotel that I was working at the time whenever I was at Kirk Franklin's, but I'm not working there anymore. I was walking through that same hotel. And Kirk walked through the front door and I was like, what? Like, what the hell? Like, what's going on? And, and he walks in and I was like, uh, Mr. Franklin, like, <laughs> he turns around and he recognized me. It's been almost a year and he recognized awesome. me. And we, we had a short conversation and he actually asked for my number. 
And I was like, yes, yes, take my phone number. You know what I mean? And he hasn't hit me up yet, but I like, yeah. I gave it to him. I was like, yeah, I'd be happy to give it to you. And we had a short conversation. And I remember telling him, you know, you could see on his face that he like kind of felt bad about what happened and almost like he really did want to help sure. you. And he was like, Harlan, you know, I don't know how much I can do for you, man. And I cut him off there and I said, no, Kirk, I don't think you understand. Like, I was like, I, you know, I'm like, I, I'm just thankful that you recognize me and I appreciate you for remembering me. And I said, look, I got a vision and a dream of my own and I'm going to get it regardless. And that was like the coolest moment ever, man, because it was true closure. I got to like actually tell him like, hey, man, like I, I learned the lesson. Like I know what to do now, you know, and I think he saw that like and like I said, man, I wish I could ex like I wish I could show you like the amount of like you can really see God in this guy, the way he looks at yeah. you. It's like really just truly spirit of Jesus, like in him and, and i love seeing that so it, it was good to have that closure too because that kind of gave me like oh he didn't forget about me you know that's nice like it's like clearly i made an impression that was good i did something right you know and i just gotta keep going with it i love it man man with that said i want to ask you what is your impossible goal that's a good question my impossible goal i think is I think I, being perfect, you know, it's not that I wake up every day wanting to be perfect, but I, I understand that, like, you know, I can't be. And I think, you know, I feel like as humans, we have like an innate desire to like always be more or always be enough. And I honestly, this is something I kind of struggle with with the past three years that I've really been learning recently is that like, I'm enough, man. Like I, I you know, I went through a dark period. You know, my grandma passed away. That was a big thing that dove me into music. Like she died right before I started teaching myself to record. And I think that's part of why I have eight albums because I dove so deep in that I was like, you know, it was from just pain and grief. Now I create from a place, a, a place of love and, and joy. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's I really overcame that pain and, and I grew and I became confident, man. I wasn't confident three years ago, you know, like I wasn't outgoing as much as I am today. Definitely wouldn't be going and standing on a venue stage like I just did in January, you know, and I don't know, man, I feel really blessed in my life. And I think that's just something, like I said, presence is what I've been searching for for the past three years, but it was all in the wrong ways because I was, you know, thinking, oh, I, I kept thinking I got to, I'm trying to make it out, right? I'm trying to make it out. And I'm not trying to make it out anymore, man. I'm trying to live in it. I'm just living it. This is the dream, man. This is the dream. The dream is like going after it every single day and just doing it because you love it, but also not overworking yourself, man. A lot of people like, I don't think it's bad to have like motivation and like, and drive and discipline is extremely important, but also like, remember it's okay to like rest like don't burn yourself okay. out because oh my gosh like i've spent three years burning myself out because of people who like encouraged me that that was the right way to yeah. do it and i completely disagree i think finding presence and taking your time is ironically the fastest way to get there you know slow it slow is the fastest way to get there i love and, that and accepting that i'm not going to be perfect i'm exactly what god created me to be and i'm working every day to try to be a better man and be you know, positive, and I'm just going to keep staying present and hopefully things continue to build. I'm just thankful for how far I've already come. It's, it's wild, man. So, man, I, I love that distinction, distinction you just made that you realize that perfection isn't obtainable and it's not the goal to go after, and how presence is more important. 
and being present in this moment right now. Man, that's so huge. And it's great that you're already beginning to get a grasp of that. What are you doing to almost catch yourself to be more present in your daily life? Well, I, I go to therapy. That helps a lot. <laughs> See, we um, support therapy around yeah, these I have an incredible here. therapist. Her name's Nakia. And I think that's a big thing. Honestly, it's got me through a lot right now because yeah, I've gone through a lot. I had a crazy month. My grandpa now passed away on my mom's side as well. Awful. So it was a big loss. And, you know, it's, it's, it's been wild. But I have people in my life who genuinely support me and real friends who are and peers that are, that are you know, in this game with me. And I think that just reminds me because I respect these guys that do hip hop that are around me, you know, in my circle. And I think, you know, like if these guys respect me on their level and I think they're so dope already, it's like it just feels like I've already made it, man. Like I'm already here. And so I, I, I think just just gratitude, gratitude keeps you present. You just have to remember like, oh, wow, you know, like I, I have so much. I'm gifted with so many things and I just don't want to forget the blessings because especially if this does really take off, man, to that level. Like I always say, thank God I didn't blow up, man, for my first album. Like, oh my gosh, like you're so right. Like I, I did not have the character back then to handle it. I was such a kid, you know, very naive. I would have signed the first deal that came my way and it would have just been, you know, a disaster. It would have been locked. They yeah. would have owned your whole persona. Yeah, instead I'm building a brand with my best friend, you know, who's my manager and we're doing it together. Like I have a team of my own you know, that we're building and working together. And, you know, I'm just so grateful for that, man. And I think, yeah, just, just finding presence and keeping good people around you. Who you surround yourself with is who you're going to end up being. So you got to be around people that make you feel great and remind you how valuable you already are while also still pushing you to say, hey, don't forget to keep going after those goals and don't give up on it, you know? And again, it's not always, you're not always going to be, that's the irony of it. It's like presence is accepting that sometimes you're not even going to feel present. like. It's like a, it's almost like a weird, like fourth wall breaking thing. There's so many like levels to thinking, you know, but I just try to just try to trust God. My faith too is the biggest thing, man. I, I put everything in his hands that I can't handle. And I think if I didn't have something like that, I, I truly feel bad. Like this is no disrespect, but I just, I feel bad for people who don't have that because I, I can't imagine if I didn't have that, if I didn't have somebody to give it all, because again, I know I'm not perfect. I know I don't represent what a perfect christian looks like but i genuinely love and i genuinely love everybody equally and yeah. try to you know put that out in my work the best way that i can and even just live it out in my life the best way that i can you know but most importantly i think if i didn't have that relationship man i just it would be really hard so i encourage i mean if there is anybody listening like that is like struggling to hear that voice just find your you know find time and like really search for it because like you know He's listening. I promise you he's listening, man. And I've, I've experienced moments where I felt so lonely, but I've literally seen miracles, man. I've seen too much to think that there's no, there's nothing out yeah. there, you know? So it's been a great journey, man. Yeah. He's too good not to believe, right? That's what the yeah. song says. Yeah. Man, man, I love that. And I want to circle back because another thing that I, I was reminded of when you were talking, but earlier you talked about you got into a space of feeling like you need to make it. And I yeah. feel like that's such a crippling mindset to take on as a creative. Yep. And I love to always reframe it this way. It's like, we're not striving to become someone. We're coming from who we already are. 
Yeah. And it's that, that idea of like when they were making the sculptor, the sculptor was sculpting David and they were like, how did you create this beautiful masterpiece out of a huge slab of marble? And he was yeah. like, I just chipped away the things that weren't David. And I've made that like my life. Yeah, like dude, the, the dude was fire. Like, no, should yeah. he sculpt? He, he came in with the bars. Yeah, and, literally. and that's that shook me. And I've always carried that because God has already created you exactly how He wanted to create you. But it's our experiences. It's sometimes the the negative voices we live, we listen to, we start believing. We create these whole stories outside of what God's story is for our life. And it's relearning and rediscovering who he says we are. Yeah. And it's when we do that, that's when we're able to live the fulfillment. That's when yeah. we're able to, to achieve the things we want to achieve. Because honestly, at the end of the day, like we mentioned earlier, achieving amazing things is great. And it's noble. It's a noble effort. But at the end of the day, it's not worth losing your whole soul for. Yeah. But and man, I want to take it a, a step deeper with this next question. Because I, I think we're in a good space here, and I feel yeah. like you're, you're going to answer this really, really honestly, is why, when you hear this question, what, what comes to mind? Why are you here? Why am I here? I hear that as a, you know, purpose question, you know, like, uh, you know, why am I on planet Earth? And honestly, I, I truly feel like I'm just here to love and here to inspire. I'm here to soak every moment in. I often feel like I have been given a second chance. Sounds weird, right? But I, I uh, this is something I've, you know, I tell people every so often, which is that I don't know why, but ever since I was a kid, man, I knew that like I was going to miss being a kid. And like I had this weird future awareness. Wow. And I just, I, again, I would just call it God. I really think I just was lucky that God blessed me with this wisdom, which is that I realize every day that I wake up that I'm like young, like I'm still young and I'm like living life. And I, I, and there's so many points in my life where I feel like I lived my whole life and I came back to do it over again, just to, just to soak it in this time around. And I still, I still feel the emotions, right? I still deal with the loss and the pain and the grief. Yet I feel like I have the answers in the sense of seeing the greater picture, right? I understand like, but again, it's, it's amazing how unsettling, like, like I said, it is, right? Is knowing like, knowing your purpose is really scary too. Cause I feel like I know my purpose, you know, which is rare. I feel like most people don't really know or don't have a full answer. I feel like I really, that's my, I'm here to love, man. I'm here to love the most purely that I possibly can. I'm here to spread the most joy and positivity into this universe that I possibly can. I'm here to spread the love of Jesus and talk about Jesus without being afraid to talk about Jesus, even though I don't identify as a Christian rapper, like, cause this is something that's so important. It's a part of my life. Mm -hmm. And I be afraid to put that out into the world just because I don't always exemplify it perfectly. That's, that's exactly what being a Christian is all about, man, is, you know, we're, we're forgiven. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you can just do whatever you want, yeah. but it means the more that you, you know, it, it, there's one of my favorite verses is, you know, he is, it's, I think it's Jeremiah 29, 13. Cause you know, everybody talks about 29, 11, like for know the plans I have for you. But 29, 13 is like where he says, he who seeks me with all his heart will find me. Yeah. And I truly believe that. I, and again, that's something that I want to say to those people out there that maybe don't have a specific like faith, like if you're genuinely like seeking with all your heart and soul 
and like letting go of control and knowing like, you know what, maybe this isn't my universe, you know, maybe somebody is in yeah. charge like, and allowing that into your life, you'd be so surprised how much he'll reveal to you then. You'll be so surprised how much you start hearing him talk to you. And I tell like, I have the opposite problem of most people I know in my life, which is a lot of people I know say that they struggle to hear God when they pray. Yeah. For me, I've always been able to hear God. I can't stop hearing them. In fact, sometimes it's too much to the point where it's frustrating because I'm like, I'm just trying to live my rap life. You know what I mean? And he's like, Hey man, I'm asking you to glorify me and give me a purpose, right? Like, and, or, and, and, you know, speak on me. And, and, and I feel compelled to do that and like trust that, you know what I mean? And, and the human side of me kind of fights it out of fear that people might, yeah. might not, might have a problem with it or disagree with it. But honestly, like that's, that's the life, man. You know, that is, those are, those are the, you know, negative forces trying to stop me from, from doing what I'm made to do, which is glorify God. I think that's yeah. the number one thing that I'm here for. But also just to love, man. And, and life is such a beautiful thing. And I, I have just decided that I'm not going to miss a second of it. You know, I'm going to soak all of it in. Sometimes I literally wake up, man, and I like look in the mirror and I'm like, you know, I think I'm crazy sometimes because I'm like, I know this stuff. It's weird. Like I look in the mirror and I'm like, holy shit. Like I'm, you know, I'm 22. Whoa. Like what? You know, like I'm, I'm young. Like it's weird. You know, imagine if you lived till you're 80 and you woke up at 22 again. You would, you would be like so energetic every day and you would just, you wouldn't care about the little problems. You would be so excited for the fact that you get another chance to do it all over again, that it's like, you, you just want to make sure that you're just doing the right, the right thing, you know, and doing the best thing and loving the people around you the best as you can. And that, that's exactly how I feel. Like I wake up and I have my bad days, but like most days I wake up, you know, there's another great like analogy that I heard about this, where somebody did this like with money, right? Like if somebody gave you a million dollars tomorrow, like, or today, you would be so happy, right? It would take a whole lot to ruin your day because you're like, oh, I just made a million dollars. Like nothing can ruin this day. But what if somebody still told you, I'll give you a million dollars right now, but you can't wake up tomorrow Yeah, and say, oh, well then no, I wouldn't take the million dollars. And so he's like, oh, so what you're saying is waking up tomorrow is more valuable than a million dollars to you. And he's like, yes. And he's so why are you not waking up every day? Like you just won a million dollars. Yeah. Because that's, and that's exactly how it feels for me. It's like, I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have time. But I think of it in time. Time is the most valuable currency. And that's yeah. another thing I've been saying a lot is I'm, I'm making time my most valuable currency. Spending it doing things that I love because I love them, not because I'm worried about if they're going to be successful or not. Spending time doing with people I love and being there when I'm with them. I've struggled. Another thing I've struggled with is the presence thing because of this success demon that I had for a long time. Like I got to be more. I got to be more. I got to always be on my grind and always be on my hustle. No, you don't. You need to breathe and take time and heal. And and I've now I can actually like hang out with my now girlfriend and like you know what I mean and like be there with her. You know. And not feel like I have to be somewhere else because that's something I've struggled with. For, and I've, and I've been creating more. It's ironic because finding that mindset now, I've literally been creating more things than I've ever created. Yeah. I've worked on so many new songs. I'm working on a huge new album concept. That's insane. It's going to have skits and everything. I'm writing a book. I'm reading books. Like it's insane. I'm the amount of productivity that I have now found in slowing down, you yeah. know, come on, dude. And that's what it is, man. You know, find your pace and like do what you love. It doesn't matter how many people are watching. Live the dream that you want to live. Go and do it because you love it. This is like, believe me, you're not missing out on anything. I've seen what fame looks like. I have literally been there. I've yeah, been, I've been around famous people. I've met, 
I have met too many famous people myself to not be famous myself. It's kind of crazy, you know? And I've met famous people like Kirk Franklin who are truly men of God. And I've met people who have egos bigger than the freaking Mount, bigger than Mount Everest, you know? Yeah. And at the end of the day, the people at the top, you'd be so surprised how, how much the people at the top are struggling with the same problems that the people at the very bottom are struggling with. The, the day you stop trying to make it is, is the day you make it. Like yep. live it today, man. This is what you're guaranteed. And keep working towards your goals. Don't be afraid to improve, but like find presence and enjoy, enjoy the process of building it. That is the most fulfilling feeling. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> no more. That's what I've learned, man. Three years. I'm so glad I did not blow up three years ago, bro. I just would have been ready. Yeah, I I agree. I think the same thing about myself all the time. I'm like, man, if I would have made it as a rapper back when I was trying so desperately to make it as a rapper, it would have been a sad (laughs) excuse for a life. And that's the that's the that's the crazy part about it is like for me in my journey, God literally said are you willing to put down the thing that you identify your whole life with to truly follow me and find yourself? And that was the crossroads that I was at. So I, I put down rap. My last song was my best performing song as far as like getting recognition and all that. And God was, and I, and I set that down. It was yeah. wild. And for a moment there it was slightly depressing, but on the other side of that, man, what a life that I've been entrusted with since then. And that's the question that I'm not at all telling you to quit rap by any means, but I would say a good no, question. But that's a question I've been compelled with, man. Yeah, Must- yeah. it's that sure. question of like, is this really all you have for me? Like, that's the question to ask God is like, is this what you want for me? Is this yeah. your will for my life? And is this what you, is this all you have for me? And that's yeah. the thoughts that, that run through my head on everything I do. Because yeah. like I'm going to listen to the call. I'm gonna answer the call and be as obedient as I can, and I'll run with that until he's like, you know, let's make a pivot. Yeah. And I think that's so important. And man, that whole tangent you just went on was fire. <laughs> I want to give you give you props for just listening and being self aware so early. It's like you said, you're 22. I'm about to be 30 next month. So like I, I in the last couple of years, it's just been my real self discovery and yeah. I, I commend you on doing the deep work because a lot of people don't want to do the deep work a lot of people don't want to get therapy a lot of people don't want to get mentors or coaches but getting those things will definitely get you further faster hey i just wanted to pause here and give you the opportunity to either apply to be a guest on this show or give you the opportunity to work with me as your coach to do that, you will find either of those links in the description that'll say either be a guest on the show or book a free 30-minute Zoom discovery call. Each path will get you headed towards living your most creative and fulfilled life as you learn to live better than best. All right, now back to today's conversation. But the, that's the beauty of it. Further, faster isn't always what people think. It's like you said, it's slowing down. Like I tell my client all the time, like that's one of the first things I tell them, slow down. The fastest way to get to where you want to be is to go slower. Yeah. And it's hard when you've been given this, this sense of high achieving, high, high performing, like when you get this passion about something, you want to run after it every second of every day. But it's like you just said, you made more time for rest and you've had more time doing the things that you, you need to do and want to do. 
And it's, yeah. it sounds like such a paradox and it's wild. It's yeah. a, and it's, it's like the principle of giving, you know, tithing. It's the principle yeah. of we give God our, our first 10% and on paper in the natural, that seems stupid because we should only have 90% now, but somehow we get to the end of the year, the end of the month, and we've got 110, 150, 200%. And you're like, how, how? And it's like the, like, the your spirit feels yeah, like the kingdom of God is upside down. Yeah. And, and I love that perspective is like, and it's not the upside down in stranger things by any means. It's like, we're living in the upside down and yeah. the real reality is the opposite. But man, I, man, I love all of that and what you're about. And I want to encourage you and give you your flowers. Now keep going, keep Thanks. doing Thanks. what you're doing. And I want to remind you that you are enough Thank you. and that, yeah. and that, even showing up with your experiences and you choosing to make God a priority, that's only going to take you even farther. And I some shift that I've noticed in myself too, like, like literally like I'm praying that now, but you know, I didn't used to pray that, but like, cause I was kind of trying to avoid it, but yeah. I've more and more, I've been praying like, all right, God, like, what do you want for me? You know, I'm like, what you want from me like really just show me because i don't know man you know i might end up having like you know all of this is part of the testimony you know yeah. and i hope that one day you know it just well however it turns out i'm very happy i'm very proud and like i said i feel like i've already made it i've done so many incredible things so come on just just glory to god it's be, i would not even be here man without him you know this there's one last crazy story i just i'll paraphrase it but yeah for sure miracle this was the first big miracle that happened to me in music like or in the pursuit of hip-hop which is that when i was first starting to record i was recording with a stage mic i didn't have a microphone and my mom gave me an old mic that she had it's an akg c214 it's a pretty nice mic 400 dollars microphone like real studio mic yeah. and she was like hey this thing is broken like i don't it doesn't work, but I figured you probably maybe could fix it and you'd, you would use it more than me because you're recording music now. And this is when I was working on my like first out before I was working on my first out or yeah, when I was working on it and she was like, you know, take this mic. And I was like, okay. And I tried every which way to plug it in and make it work. And it just was just totally broken. So I put it on the shelf in my closet studio at the time, which I, I probably noticed I have three projects called closet studio because it's all like talking about where I came from and stuff. I, it came time for me to record my second album. And I, I had enough money at this time now to, to buy a new microphone. And I type in like best good starting studio mics. And one of the first options that comes up is the microphone that's sitting in my closet right over here. And I'm like, ah, oh, dang it, like, dude. And I, I was like, if only it worked. And I got up out of my chair, man. Like, I'm not even joking. I got up out of my chair after looking at it on screen. And I go and I pull the mic off the shelf and I sit down in my studio for a minute. And I literally just would, like got serious, just had a moment and just tapped into the spirit. I was like, you know, and just prayed. I said, you know, God, like I feel really discouraged right now. I had just put out my first album in my young, naive mind at the time. I thought it was just going to blow up. And I was like feeling just like, what's the point now? I put this whole album out and no one's even noticing it, you know? And so I was like, you know, I said, I just... I just need a sign that like, this is what I'm meant to do. Like, if this is what I'm supposed to do with my life, you know? And I said, if that's the case, then I need you to make this microphone work for me right now. And I plugged it in, man. And literally like, boom, it was on and working. Cool. And ever since that day, that microphone has never failed me. 
In fact, I still use it now. It's, I have never used any other mic. It's, it's all, or I mean, you know, sometimes I'll use my stage mic for other stuff, but like it, it continues to work. And so I always tell people like my microphone runs on faith. That's what I say. I love it. Runs on faith. As long as I continue to have faith and believe in my dreams and continue to pursue what I love, you know, it's, this thing is always going to be running for me. And, and I always have that to go back to that foundation of knowing that God said, you know, and, and, and remember this, I want to emphasize this. I didn't pray to God, show me that being famous is the way to go. I said, God, I need to know. I said, God, I need to know that making that music is the pathway that you have for me. Come on. That music is what I'm meant to do the rest of my life. And he answered that prayer for me. And now at this point, I've, it's very clearly been answered that, I mean, dude, I'm almost going to cry now because I just can't believe like I do stuff on this level today. Like I have eight albums. It's insane. Like I literally was just such a geek kid that just loves outer space and just stuff like that. Never thought anybody would take me serious as an artist. And now I'm at a point where I'm working with people on that level that are so talented. And again, like, forget the fame, dude. Who cares about the fame? Like, I've done everything else I've done is imp literally was impossible in my mind three years ago. So, like, I, that's why it's like fame doesn't, it's like, it's a byproduct, dude. You know, yeah. that if you get famous, that I'm never going to look at that as the goal. Like, fame is a byproduct of my success. I'm already successful, man. I'm already out here pursuing it. But that's the miracle, man. Like, the miracle of God, just the way that he speaks to you when you ask him. Sometimes those signs are not clear. And then other times in your life, you get an exact answer right then and there. And that was what I needed. And he knew I needed that. And I'm so grateful that he gave me that because that's my story to share with you. And, and hopefully the people listening, like yeah. that will remind them, like, listen, like there's a, he's listening to you. You just have to tap in and you also have to let go of your control and say, what do you want for my life? Yeah. I hope I'm doing it right, man. I'm really trying, you know, because at the end of the day, I'm just a guy. Like I've learned a lot, but you know, I'm 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 a kid, dude. I'm 22. I'm still like I'm not naive to the fact that I have a lot to learn still. Yeah. And I, you know, I don't want to present either that I like seem to know everything and have all the answers. I just I just feel blessed, like with a lot of wisdom and understanding that like life is beautiful, man. I'm so glad to be alive, and I just don't want to waste that. So hopefully that helps anybody listening, like. I've also had my low moments. I've, I have literally, I had to push through literal hell, man, to get where I'm at today. I had to push through doubt and I had to push through people laughing in my face and thinking that I can't do this. And I've, I've gained money and I've lost money. Money comes and goes, you know, don't get attached to the money either. Just trust, you know, it's another thing I learned. This is real quick. I, I go off on tangents a lot, but I, I just feel compelled to say this too. Sure. I, I listen to, there's a podcast and I forget the name of it because like my girlfriend sent it to me. <laughs> like, and it was just like, I listened just to the one episode, Yeah. but it was uh, where they were talking about money and like giving your finances to God. And like, when you're talking about like your money, instead of saying, oh, my finances, you say our finances, like, Hey God, take care of our finances. Like it's, it's a, it's a shared thing. Like where, and, and funny enough, like me praying that, like, has really made a difference because like I'm, I'm broker now than I've ever been, but I feel very fulfilled and I'm like getting by and he's continuing to take care of me where he needs to take care of me. I have everything that I need and that's what matters. I don't always have what I want, but I, but I always have what I need. And that's only because I think just, I continue to try to connect with him and, and allow him to allow him to take care of, allow him to co have control over my life. You know, It's a hard thing to sacrifice and I still struggle in sacrifices, but I, I'm really working on that. That's the biggest thing I think my goal that I'm working this year is, well, just, I, I can't wait to see what kind of person I am at the end of the year. Exactly. Me too. Me too, man.
But so when this airs, you have just released a new single. Yes. So this past weekend, you just released a new single and it's out. And yeah. everyone listening, I'm going to make sure that that link is in the description. So people go listen to it now. Actually, finish <laughs> up the podcast. We've got a couple more minutes left. Yeah, finish the podcast and then, then yeah. go listen to his music. Then go follow him on all social platforms. We'll link those below too. Now, before we wrap up, I, I, I'm not going to, I won't take too much more of your time. I know we, we both probably have crazy schedules. I know my, my newborn's going to need my attention soon. Yeah. But, but I want to ask you, was there any, do you have any questions for me or did I leave anything out? No, man, I think, you know what I really want to ask, honestly, genuinely, because coming from a place of, like you said, you, you really have like, like in the sense of reaching that point of being able to let go of that, you know, yeah. one thing I struggle with, like myself, right, is like the cussing, like profanity, uh -huh. you know, because that's a natural way in which I speak on my raps, like when I'm rapping and, and don't get me wrong, like I have, I did two whole albums that were like purposely clean, like out of the deliberacy to show myself that I could do it without cussing, like, and still make dope tracks. And, but I think, yeah, I, I, sometimes I struggle with, you know, like I said, I guess giving up that control because I feel compelled at times. Oh, do I need to switch my whole style? Like, and be like a, you know, Christian rapper, or can I continue to do what I'm doing? Cause it still is from that place of love. And I also feel like there's value in me not labeling it because for those audiences that maybe get turned off right away by hearing that term. So I want to ask you like, as a, like, as a Christian, like, would like, what do you feel like is the best way to go about that? What do you feel like is the smartest way to present myself? Because I'm not afraid to talk about my faith in my songs. And I do, you listen, I'm mentioning God all the time. Honestly, maybe too much for somebody who isn't a Christian. Like you're like, wait, you're not a Christian rapper? But do you feel like that label is necessary or do you feel like I'm doing it right? Because I really struggle with that question. You know? I feel like a lot of times we get caught up in right and wrong, not in the sense of like morally, right and wrong but like the small things don't necessarily matter like i think personally a label like labeling yourself i'm this doesn't matter if that makes sense because like yeah, yeah when i was early in my career i was 100 percent. i'm a christian rapper this is what who i am this is what i do and then we yeah. heard through life the christian rappers we grew up on lecrae andy minio all of those guys, they went through almost like a, an awakening of like trying to reach more by saying, no, I'm a rapper that's a Christian. Like my faith will come out through it. And I, I think both angles are necessary and needed. They're mm -hmm. needed spaces. But again, it goes back to who you are and who you're trying to reach. Because I yeah. had a pastor once yes. tell me when I was in my rap career, he was like, you're like a spiritual Navy SEAL, I feel like. You're like going in because I mean, I've done rap shows where I'm, you know, the, the artist spotlights where you pay to play, which are nonsense. If you're out there, just yeah. let you know where you go and the only audience is more artists. It's great yeah. for networking possibilities to a degree, but I went to some of those and, and I'm not far from Dallas. So Deep Ellum, I performed at the Cusatic World Theater. I don't know if you know where that's at. Poor David's Pub, yeah. that whole a couple of those places and I performed and I was like the only Christian rapper there. Then I met another guy that was also a Christian rapper, but I never like was like, Hey, my name's, I went by redone. My name's redone. I'm a Christian rapper. I never like openly led with that. I just, right. my raps, my raps were mostly about God. I mean, as I progress, I could rap about relationships or just life experiences. And I can remember there was a guy that came up to me and he was like, after, after the show, 
And obviously I'm spirit led, I'm spirit filled, I'm going to be moving Holy Spirit wise. And I, and I tend to preach sometimes during my messages, like not preaching, preaching, I'm not going to give a salvation call or any of that. But I had a guy come up after one of my shows and he was like, man, that sh and he caught himself and he was about to cuss talking about my music, but then he yeah. noticed that I was Christian and caught himself. And I'm like, Hey man, I appreciate it. And you don't have to censor yourself around me because yeah. I'm not, I'm not offended by that. And the only reason I stopped cussing, cause I mean, dude, I had the worst mouth. I mean, I, I grew up listening to Lil Wayne and Drake. I mean, God, yeah. young money, YOLO, right? Yeah. Like I grew up in that world. Like when I first started rapping, I wasn't a Christian rapper. I was definitely rapping about the world. And I was like, I grew up in church because I'm, we're in Texas. It's what we do. Like we grew up in church and like, I found God through, it was actually a, a rapper, a Christian rapper at a thing that I truly found who God was. But I say all that to say is like, they were outreaching people. They weren't trying to label themselves as something yeah. specific. They're just simply bringing their personal experiences onto wax, onto recordings. And I think it's going to be more important the relationships and the connections and the opportunities to live out your faith, that's what's going to speak to people more than just labeling yourself something. That's good. It gave me a lot of peace too, because when I did my venue show and I, I played, like once I got off stage, somebody had told me that, like somebody, uh, like a random person, like I hadn't even met, like before the show, they were just happened to be there. And he was like, man, dude, like you really got it. He was just complimenting me. But he was like, he's like, I really saw God in your performance. And I was like, Whoa, because I'd, I'd same thing. I, did, I didn't go and say, hey, I'm a Christian rapper or anything like that. I just, I had this one particular track that was very devoted to God, right? And I did that track, I think. But what was crazy is that really touched a lot of the people in the room and like they really loved the song. But mainly too, because the song was from a relatable place of like yeah. when you aren't hearing that voice, right? And like when you're struggling to hear those answers, you know? But I always say too, like, you know, more importantly, like, yes, I'm a Christian, but also like, you know, I tell people like the quickest way to, to truly find God is like where it says like, seek, seek me with all your heart and you'll find me type thing is really like, that's why I, my way of saying that is focusing on the relationship above the religion. Like really like have a relationship with God and the, is because your religion is never going to be perfectly on par. You're never going to be perfectly living it out, right? Like there's just no such thing. But when you're focused on a relationship with God, it will allow you to hear when he is speaking you, to you. And that, that will compel you and lead you in the right direction automatically. You won't be, you won't be doing things because you feel like you have to, to get into heaven. Exactly. You're doing things because you, out of a love for him, you really want to do, which is why I feel so compelled in my heart, right? To like, make sure I'm doing it right, right? Because I really do have a relationship with God. I'm not a perfect Christian, but I have a real relationship with God. And so I just want to make sure I'm doing right by him. You know, it's like anyone else in your life that you consider close to you. You would want to make sure that you're setting a good example for them. You know that what you do in your life reflects on those that are close to you, your family, your friends, your wife, whatever, right? Like those actions affect those people. And so just like any other relationship in your life, when you treat God like that kind of person, it's almost like you, you want to make sure, okay, you know, this, this has an effect on how people perceive God, right? Am I doing right by him? And so I really do care about that. And I'm glad that we had this conversation because I want to make that clear. Like for people who don't, maybe don't know that, or maybe just came across me or haven't heard of me at all before. Like, it's really important to me that the, this, it's clear that the foundation of my music is in my faith above everything else. Like, you know, I, I'll never let any amount of accolades or success, like 
change that. It's really just truly from a place of, of gratitude and, and God gave me these gifts and I'm not going to waste these gifts to create music. But also I worked hard to get good at music. So keep working hard if you're out there. Like, dude, like I, I come from a musical family, but for those people who don't, let me emphasize to you this. Rap was not in the cards for me, bro. Yeah. I could not rap to save my life three years ago. I, I couldn't make a beat. I didn't know how to do any of it. My, my, my success in rap has come from me working really hard. So remember that you can, you can become that, that art at that yeah. level through just time and hard work, you know, don't neglect the time that it takes, but also again, take your time and you know, don't, don't beat yourself up. Like, you know, go after it. You can do it. Doesn't matter if you come from those roots or not, yeah. you know, if there's a, if you feel a vision instilled in you, there's a reason, man. So go and get it. You got to cultivate the talents and to bring it to scripture. It's like we are given talents to cultivate them, not to bury bury them in the ground. And man, dude, I want to keep going on a tangent, but, but I'm going to hold myself back. But I will say just because, and it goes back to the label of Christian or not Christian. A lot of times people will say, I'm a Christian. You're a Christian. Listen to my art. Your art's crap. Not yours. But I'm just saying like, just because you choose to follow God and speak about God or do whatever it may be in a certain space, like it deserves a level of quality, a level of excellence. Now I'm yeah. not saying don't just start where you're at and grow, but that's, that's the thing I think people like, they almost don't put yeah, the Yeah, do effort. consider how you're presenting yourself. Yeah. Like they almost don't put the effort forth. It's yeah. like they can put something out subpar and they want to put it out but it's just what it's just what it is. It's subpar. And I think too, when you really get mad that it's not reaping the rewards. Exactly. You know, when it's like you how hard did you really work on that? You know, you made exactly. your room and you just dropped it instantly and thought it was gonna blow up, you know. Put in the effort. Like yes, rest, don't yeah. burn out, but put yeah. in the effort. And again, it goes back to there's a lot of people when it comes to success, they're not wanting to be rappers or artists, they're wanting to be famous. And yep. if the goal is to be famous and to be rich doing a certain thing, you're well, never going to be satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> never. Because the guarantees. Like, yeah. yeah, it's so frustrating. And, I, and then I'm, now I'm in a space where like I'm coaching and mentor people and that's getting a bad rap. Because again, there's so many people out there that are trying to coach people just to get rich. And it's like, stop worrying about income and worry about the impact and truly yeah. like impacting yeah. and changing lives because people need that. Like I've, I've had mentors and coaches in my life that have truly changed my life because they're not tied to like the success of themselves. They're truly caring about the person in front of them. And that would be one, one encouragement I have for you. Obviously I'm not saying you need to become my coach or go get a coach or anything like that. But one thing I would encourage you to in your career is find those people that we need people that can fire us. And I don't mean that from like, we need a boss, but mm-hmm. I love the way I, cause a, a podcast I listen to is called the basement by Tim Ross. And he's a pastor. That's a podcaster, but it's just this idea of spiritual authority and we need spiritual authority in our life, but healthy spiritual authority. Cause mm-hmm. yes, again, it's about the relationship with God, not the religion, but within that we need someone that's going to like someone we, we look up to. Someone that we see, we want to live a life like that. Obviously, we're wanting to live like Jesus. But who are those people around us that are living so close to Jesus and like Jesus that we could 
glean yeah. from them and let them have that positive voice in your life. Because there's so many times we put out things and we're just going around blind with no kind of authority to help us, help guide us. And we'll put out something and we're, and it's like, no, that yeah. ain't it. And yeah. I've been protected from so many bad choices Dude. by those people in my life. And like, I had experiences where like I did it, I did like a, with the whole money thing, there was, it's, it was a personal thing that someone like did to me. And I, I, I literally wrote a whole diss track. And I was ready to drop the whole diss track. Ready. It was a great track. I was like, this is going to blow up. This is how I'm going to get famous. Like, we made it. Yeah. And I'm so glad because I was like, let's keep it in the vault for a little while. And like, I gave, gave myself time to like cool down after everything. And I'm so glad because now I'm not going to release that track. It's yeah. just because so, it just comes off so aggressive. And I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that I made the track, right? Because I, I was able to let those emotions out through my art. But I'm going to keep that one for me. And, and allow that to be part of my healing. And I'm going to put that energy back into myself. You know, I'm not going to put anything out that, that, cause that, that's not what I represent. I represent peace and love, man. I represent absolute, just, just love and forgiveness, honestly. And, and because I also truly, truly in my heart, forgive the person. I really do. I, you know, I, I want the absolute best for everybody around me. And I, you know, I know that what happened between us was because of you know, true pain that he's dealt with in his life and that I've dealt with in mine. And, and we're both, you know, we're both two different people. And, and I respect that. I respect where he's coming from. And I hope that he grows in his journey with the Lord as well. And that we both over time, I don't know, maybe we, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like we're going to be friends or whatever necessarily, but like the point is like what happened between us to yeah. me is in the past. So why would I bring that back up through like a, like a direct like this? I do have tracks that I am going to release where I do talk about that experience but it's not as in, in as much of a diss way. It's more of a, here's what I went through type way that I had to grow through, you know, like to, cause it's part of my story, you know, sure. but I don't want to get into like all the specifics of that right now. I think maybe later on at some point, I probably will as some time has gone by, but that's, it's yeah. just such a recent thing that it's like crazy. But yeah, man, I'm very excited. Uh, I don't know how much time we have left, but you know, the singles. Uh, couple more minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But the singles coming out or it's out now. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Share a little bit. Maybe just like two minutes on the single. Yeah. Song's called Losing Passion. Yeah. The song's called Losing Passion. I wrote it like a year ago. This is another one of those songs I'm glad I saved in the vault for a while because I was able to remaster it and just make it sound much better. And it really just comes from a place reaching, reaching this, this point that we just talked about this. It's a very present point. Like I, I say, lost myself in a clerical wasteland. Fake dreams made of fake plans, fake idols throwing fake bands. I never wanted to be famous. Just been painting. You know, that's one of my favorite lines from that song. Because I'm saying, you know, I got lost in, in the clerical wasteland, meaning like the nine to five, right? And struggling with that. But then having like fake dreams made of fake plans really represents feeling like, when, like those people that are just talking about what they're going to do, but don't actually do it, you know? And then fake idols throwing fake bands. Like, you know what I mean? Like these things that we idolize, you know, they're ridiculous, man. Fame is not the... the the core of it and even the the the, uh, the chorus of the song i say back in the day we was different new worlds collide now i'm losing my mind and i'm losing my time and i'm losing myself i can't feel you besides so i'm afraid to live but not afraid to die which is again one of my favorite probably verses i've written and but it's the chorus and that's really exemplifying the point of you know how this pursuit of like fame took me so far away from god where i was like you know i know i know where i'm going when I die. So I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid to go because I know that I have that faith in God. But I say I'm afraid to live because I'm afraid to face the things, the challenges in life in which I might have to face 
you know, because of just how much is going on in my life. And so, but it's a really deep single. It's one I've been saving for a long time. And it's, and I love, I'm excited to drop a single because I've put a lot of albums out. I, it's been a while since I've had a song that I'm like, this thing is so deep that it stands alone. Like this won't be on an album. This won't be anything else. This is its own thing. And don't give me, don't get, don't misread the title losing passion as, oh, I'm giving up on music. Yeah. It's not about that. It's saying losing passion for the fame. And, and, and in fact, being afraid to lose the passion for music and wanting to hold on tighter than ever now. So yeah, that's, I'm super excited, man. Definitely check it out. It's on all platforms, Apple Music and Spotify. You know, you can find me as Andromeda. K-O-T-A-G is always a great way to find me. That's my Instagram. It stands for King of the Andromeda Galaxy. <laughs> but yeah, definitely check me out. I feel like Instagram is probably the best way to find what I'm but I'm also trying to branch out and get more on TikTok, more and all all my socials. So definitely, but it's all K-O-T-A-G. That's the best way to find me through anything. So man, thank you for having me on, dude. I'm so like, just honored to be here. For sure, man. All right, as we wrap up, any last words you have for the people listening? That's it, man. Just, just please do it, man. Like when you, if you love it, just do it because you love it and, and have, I promise you that, that God is listening and, you know, in, in your loneliest moments, man, he's there. Trust me. Yeah. You know, I think there's always, always somebody there. And there's always somebody, a person I tr- there, that is out there that is listening, that cares. So, you know, you, when you have a dream and a vision, you just have to trust it. Trust it and trust where it leads you. Don't be afraid to put in the work, you know, and just find your presence. Amen. Thank you so much for watching and listening today. Let's stay connected. You can either click on the video or click that little subscribe button so we can stay connected. And also be sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at coach.redwallet to get more consistent encouragement and motivation to live your better than best life.